Hello? Anybody home? Today, I want you to open your mind. I've almost come to the conclusion that the story is so damning that the mass of people can't deal with it. We are in process of developing a whole series of techniques to get people actually to love their servitude. We face a hostile ideology, global in scope, atheistic in character, ruthless in purpose and insidious in method. For we are opposed around the world by a monolithic and ruthless conspiracy that relies primarily on covet means for expanding its sphere of influence. To change the minds and the attitudes and the beliefs of the people of the world, especially the United States, to bring about one world socialist totalitarian government. The potential for the disastrous rise of misplaced power exists and will persist. It has patterned itself after every dictator who has ever planted the ripping imprint of a boot on the pages of history since the beginning of time. Brutes have risen to power, but they lie. Dictators free themselves, but they enslave the people. If you can get people to consent to the state of affairs in which they are living, then you have a much more easily controllable society than you would if you were relying wholly on clubs and firing squads and concentration camps. Tools of conquest do not necessarily come with bombs and explosions and fallout. There are weapons that are simply thoughts, attitudes, prejudices, to be found only in the minds of men. As you connect the dots between different people, organizations, places, religions, history, suddenly the picture starts to form. If you don't connect the dots, it's just a mass of what's all this about. The kingdom of God is within man, not one man, nor a group of men, but in all men, in you. You, the people, have the power to make this life free and beautiful to make this life a wonderful adventure. Someone born in the United States is not more special than someone born in Mexico. Someone who is white is not more special than someone who is black. They're just vehicles for the consciousness to experience. War is peace. Freedom is slavery. Ignorance is strength. They do not want your children to be educated. They do not want you to think too much. It was learned that the aliens had been and were then manipulating masses of people through secret societies, witchcraft, magic, the occult, and religion. They reach into our children in music, television, books. Prey on children's innocence. How can I disprove lies that are stamped with an official seal? So if you have the opportunity to stand next to one of these machines, it feels like an altar to an alien god. Genetic power is the most awesome force the planet's ever seen, but you wield it like a kid that's found his dad's gun. The Army Air Forces has announced that a flying disc is now in the possession of the Army. Too many others know what's happening out there, and no one, no government agency has jurisdiction over the truth. Any state, any entity, any ideology that fails to recognize the worth, the dignity, the rights of man. That state is obsolete. A case to be filed under M for Mankind in the Twilight Zone. About time some of you got acquainted with the real hard truth. It's the heart that says, I will not acquiesce. Broadcasting from the Sonoran Desert, I'm your host, Ryan Gable, and this is The Secret Teachings Radio, airing five nights a week, Monday through Friday, 10 p.m. to midnight Pacific, right after Clyde Lewis and Ground Zero. Thank you so much for coming over to The Secret Teachings from Ground Zero, and I appreciate you taking the time out of your evening 
to listen to what we have to share with you. For all of you who are listening in the Secret Teachings Archive, I really appreciate all of those of you who have subscribed. And for those of you listening in the Free Archive, thank you for listening. We get paid through that Free Archive, so I really appreciate it if you sit there and you stomach those algorithmically placed advertisements. But if you want to get rid of them, you can subscribe to the main archive, www.thesecretteachings.info. You're also going to get early access to the show at Private RSS Feed access to our montage archive and more. Whether you are a subscriber or not, all of our shows from last week are in the archive. Our show with Derek Murphy, the show we did on the Artemis rocket did really, really well, or the Artemis mission did really, really well. Our show with the guys from Pardon My American and Laura Lavender from Mysteries Beyond. We also had Harold Kaltz on the show last week, and we had David Knight of the David Knight Show on Friday. That's the most people I've interviewed in a in a week for a long time. And uh, I had a really good time, had a good, um, good experience in all cases. You know, some of these people I've had on the show like Harold before, uh, but a lot of people uh, were new. So had a good week last week. I hope that you enjoyed the shows. I hope that you're listening and downloading a couple of house cleaning items to take care of before we go any further into tonight's show. When you're leaving a review on the Apple podcasts, I found out that make sure that when you click to leave the review that when you refresh your page, the review actually got left because people are telling me they're leaving reviews and it's not posting. And I don't think that's a censorship thing. I just think that it's, it's kind of um, fidgety. So you'll have to make sure you absolutely hit enter and it accepts it and then reload your app and see if it works. But I'd appreciate if you leave us a review because it lets other people know what listeners like you think of the show that's mostly on Apple Podcasts, but you can find the show pretty much anywhere. Just search The Secret Teachings. If you email us anything that you want to email us, you want to be on the show, if you're a podcaster, I'd like to do that every couple of weeks. We're looking for podcasters or radio hosts that want to be on The Secret Teachings. Please reach out to me, rdgable at yahoo.com. That's rdgable at yahoo.com. Social media, we don't really use it a lot, but we do have two pages TST underscore underscore radio on Twitter, which is just full of bots and sock puppets and trolls. And of course, facebook.com forward slash the secret teachings. That is our main social media page. You can also find me directly, Ryan Gable. And of course, today, September 5th, 2022, is Labor Day, federal holiday, celebrating the workers of America, the American labor movement, and the works and contributions of those labors to the development and achievement of the United States. So for those of you who celebrate Labor Day, I've never known anybody who actually celebrates it. They just celebrate getting an extra day off work. And although I don't know if the secret teachings or any radio show for that matter is really uh, laborious or laborious, laborious, but I feel that the... Um, the mental components of uh, Doin Radio are very stressful. So I was going to take today off because I, I went camping this weekend and I didn't know if I'd get back in time. But I decided to do the show anyway, especially for those of you who maybe, you know, you work late or you have, uh, you know, you had plans for Labor Day. You actually had the day off and wanted everybody to have a, a new episode of the show. I will be off air next Monday, though, because I will be attending a, a family event 
So I will not be on air next Monday. But otherwise, you've, you've got me this whole week. It's a slight chance I might miss Friday, but I, I should be here. Just a lot of little tiny things going on that I have to attend to. But otherwise, The Secret Teachings, that's what you're listening to. Again, I'm Ryan Gable. So I was out driving this weekend. I, uh, I went camping. I did a little bit of shooting. I uh, got the uh, the AR with a uh, new... Uh, actually, got a half price. I got a half price um, Vortex uh, Red Dot. Got it for like $80 or something. It was like $80, $89, somewhere, somewhere around there with tax. But it was, it was brand new, basically. It was just out of the box, technically used, but brand new. So I got that a couple of weeks ago, and I wanted to go shoot it, kind of sight the AR. I uh, got my... Uh, I got a Sig Sauer 365, I think that is the number. I'm not a big gun guy, but I know... Uh, I think it's 365. So I did a little bit of shooting with that. That's more of the defense tool, you know, around the house or out in public. Very easy to conceal. Uh, I do love my 38 special, though. Uh, I do carry that most places I go. So I did a little bit of shooting. And uh, before I went shooting, I actually went to uh, to a couple uh, stores and I went to a shooting, like a sports shooting store. And uh, they were having a Labor Day sale because, you know, ammunition is so expensive. So made sure they didn't jack the price up. It's like 20 bucks for a 50 rounds of nine millimeters. So I went and I got a couple boxes of those again, super expensive. Please don't think that I have a lot of money because it was, I had to kind of save up to just to spend 40 bucks on something like that. And, uh, you know, I'm not going to blow through them anyway, but the, 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 the story here is I was out and I saw some labor day sales and I was, I was wondering, um, earlier last well, later last week, but um, a couple days ago, earlier than later, there was across the United States, there was what I thought was kind of like a Labor Day sale, but I guess it had nothing to do with Labor Day. Circle K cut their fuel prices by 40% at a handful of locations. Now, I was on the phone with a friend of mine, had him on speaker, and I was driving home from, uh, I think I went to, I don't know if I went to the gym, I went somewhere, but I was driving home, I had him on speaker on the dash, and uh, I kept driving past these gas stations and they had this like yellow caution tape up and they had signs that said enter and exit that were just drawn on a little piece of paper. And I was wondering what is happening? Did I, did I miss something? Did a, did a bomb go off? Is there, you know, a terrorist attack? People, people are, I haven't seen people do that since I lived in Florida where you have a hurricane coming and then, you know, the line of people trying to get gas is backed up around the corner or sometimes down the road. So I was wondering what was going on. I kind of got a little bit nervous, and then um, I found out that it was kind of like a, it's like a special promotion, special event. I guess Circle K cut their gas prices by forty cents. It's a pretty big discount, right? Just for three hours, though, on September first. So that was last Thursday for Circle K Fuel Day, four to seven p.m. Maybe some of you took advantage of that. Maybe some of you didn't know about that. I, I guess in a way, I, w- I wish I'd have, I, w- I went over there and I maybe filled my tank up. But then I started thinking, you know, it, it's all just, it's like a racket. Because the gas was still $2.85 or so cents a gallon. That's still more than it was um, two years ago. So, and the prices have just gone up, 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 up. And then they start to trickle down a little bit. Everybody feels good about that. But, you know, the, the reason I bring this up is because I don't really use Twitter a lot, but I get on Twitter and I get these like sponsored tweets from real Twitter accounts. And I know it's because Twitter and the algorithm promotes them. So despite the fact that I'm not a registered Democrat, nor am I a registered Republican, 
but I'm not a registered Democrat. I keep getting these notifications from the Democratic Party. And one of the notifications I got on the 2nd, so this was Friday evening, was that gas prices have fallen for 80 days in a row. And there were like a thousand retweets and people commenting on it. Most people, though, commenting on it were saying, but gas prices are so high, it doesn't matter how many days they've fallen, they're still way more than we had been paying for gas. It's like the average person grasps that concept. So not that anybody's going to read it, but I, for my, for my own, you know, sanity, I like to, uh, I like to perform little mind checks and with myself. So I thought about it. How would I respond to that? And so I wrote, well, they rose for weeks, not taking responsibility for rising gas prices, blaming Putin and gas station owners, and then claiming you are responsible for lowering them is literally gaslighting. And some people liked it and maybe retweeted it or something. But I, I have a, I have a really heavy feeling in my in my stomach when I think about this because, you know, it used to be things like propaganda. Even a few years ago, it feels like things like propaganda. It feels like you know the state sponsored media. It seems like uh, the the various forms of uh, mental gymnastics that mainstream media and alternative media even wants you to jump through to believe in the thing that you hold dear as an identity, it seems like it's getting easier and easier to jump through those hoops and to do those gymnastics. And what I mean by that is literally gas prices, it's something that has one of the greatest effects on society. Because people are going to work, people more so going to work, but people are taking vacations, people are driving, that's how people get around, obviously. None of this is a revelation, I understand that. But it's something that affects everybody. It doesn't matter what your voter card says. Now, some people are willing to pay more, regardless of what the reason is, but they're willing to pay more because their political party told them that it's good to pay more because you're helping to defeat Putin or because you're helping to defeat uh, the evil Russians or whatever it is. Other people don't want to pay more regardless of what their politics are, and so they see this for what it is. It is the rawest form of gaslighting and perhaps the most ironic and literal definition of gaslighting that, that I've ever seen. And it's... I don't want you to think if you're just tuning in or if you've been listening for a few minutes, I'm going to talk about gas the whole night. But I want you to think about it. I want you to think how people who mostly are Democrats are promoting that Democrats have gotten gas prices to lower, to decrease. And that gas prices, according to the Democrat Party Twitter page, the the Democrats, Gas prices have fallen for 80 days in a row. I want you to think about that statement, 80 days in a row. Well, let's say gas prices fell by one penny for 80 days in a row. Well, that would be, what, 80 pennies. Now, if you were already paying a dollar more for gas than you had been before those 80 days, 
then obviously you're still paying more than you were before. I think that's pretty simple to understand. So if you're telling people gas prices are falling, and that's because Democrats are doing their best to help get the cost of gas down, I feel like the Democrats should also be able to acknowledge that if they're taking responsibility for the decrease, they should be able to take responsibility for the increase. And of course, that doesn't happen. Republican or Democrat, it doesn't matter. Now, any kind of discussion or debate about this subject, politically speaking, always gets approached, whether it's on social media or in person, it always gets approached with this dismissal of like, well, the Republicans did this. Oh, the Democrats did this. I don't really care who did what. I just don't want to pay $4 for a gallon of gas. Okay, I think most of us can agree on that. I think most of us can agree that when you take zero responsibility for gas prices increasing, and then you take all the responsibility for gas prices decreasing, that maybe there's some hypocrisy there. But this is more than just a political observation. It's more than just a psychological observation. It's more than just a cultural or social analysis. I want you to think of this. Think of the the mental gymnastics we are being asked to perform. So apparently when gas is cheaper, that's not Trump's responsibility. Trump didn't do that. And the president doesn't really have total and absolute control of the market. So clearly the president doesn't set the gas prices directly. So much of, of, of everything that we call the market is based on speculation and trust. So sh- sure, the president doesn't necessarily have authority over you know, what the gas prices are going to be. But if that's the case, then how are you going to take responsibility for the gas prices decreasing? The only people that would do that are people that are disconnected from reality, people that are tone deaf, and people that are psychotic. You have to be disconnected from reality. You have to be psychotic. You have to be a narcissist to say when gas was cheaper, that wasn't because of Trump. And when gas prices went up after Trump, when Biden got in office, that wasn't because of Biden. But when gas prices go down, even though they're still up, you take credit and say, yeah, over here, we did that. You see that this is a mind game. That's what it is. It's a mind game. If you look across the country, I checked AAA over the weekend, national gas price averages. And I found this really interesting. The current average right now is about $3.79 a gallon as of this weekend, this Labor Day weekend. On Friday of last week, it was $3.80 a gallon. So technically, gas went down, but it literally went down by a penny. Now, if you go back a week, it's about, what, seven days? You get a five-cent decrease average, $3.85 roughly. If you go back a month, you get $4.16. And if you go back a year, get this, if you go back a year, you get $3.18. So that means that the current average is more today than it was a year ago, yet the Democratic Party on Twitter and other places are taking full responsibility, telling you we got the prices lower. $3.79 a gallon is very cheap. 
we got the price down that low, but apparently the average person is supposed to believe and trust in authority that 379 is somehow better than 318 because a year ago it was cheaper than it is now and it's done nothing but go up, up, up. So if you look at a year ago compared to a month ago, the cost went up about a full dollar. That's a huge increase. And then the price went down from the month ago average of $4 and change to $3.79. Nothing here, there is nothing here that is beneficial to you. There are things here that are beneficial to oil companies. There are things here that are beneficial to the people that oil companies pay. There are things here that are beneficial to the White House because they can use statistics to claim that they're responsible for the lowering of the price of gas. But again, when prices are low, that's not something Trump has control over. When prices are high, that's not something Biden has control over. But when prices are low, everybody takes credit for that, and Republicans do the same exact thing. I'm sure you could find a dozen times Bush did it. I'm sure you could find several times Trump did it. It doesn't mean that they're the responsible party, but they take responsibility for it anyway. According to AAA statistics for gas prices, as of this weekend, this was updated, AAA.com. It's gasprices.aaa.com. The year-ago average was $3.18. Again, still under what it is costing today on average, which is $3.79. So I don't know if you want to do some math there, but the price is more today than it was last year, yet they're telling you they're getting the prices to lower, to decrease. Now, I checked this out because I didn't, I didn't look into it when I first had heard about it. I didn't care too much about it because I didn't believe that there was... I didn't believe there was really anything to, to investigate or to think about. It just sounds like more political nonsense. But remember when Joe Biden, this was just a few days ago, said that he's going to eliminate your student loan debt, and then it turns out, hey, the president doesn't have that authority. Congress does. Well, remember that gas tax holiday that Joe Biden said he's, he wants those gas taxes to be reduced? He wants uh, you know there to be a three-month period of having uh, no federal gas tax. Well, I find this quite interesting because just like the student loans, the president doesn't, hack, doesn't actually have that authority. So I went back to June of 2022. This was just a few months ago. And this is directly from the White House. President Biden calls for a three-month federal gas tax holiday. And here's what it said. Today, he is calling on Congress and states to take additional legislative action to provide direct relief to American consumers who have been hit with Putin's price hike. They even capitalized that, Putin's price hike. Specifically, he is calling on Congress to suspend the federal gas tax for three months through September without taking any money away from the Highway Trust Fund. So I want you to think about that for a second. The president says, I'm getting rid of your student loans 
president says, I'm getting rid of the gas tax. And then he turns around and says, hey, Congress, can you get rid of the student loans? Can you get rid of the gas tax? Because I actually don't have that authority. And this is what bothers me. I know a lot of people might say something like, the average person is really stupid. And I'd agree with that sentiment. The average person is stupid. But I don't feel that that's the best way to really express it. The average person is lulled to sleep. The average person is, based on their belief, not allowed to question, not allowed to think. It's part of the programming. If you're a Democrat, you're going to take credit where you think credit can be taken, and you're going to, you're going to dismiss things that your party has done, just like Republicans do. You're going to dismiss those things, and you're going to say that, no, 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 that's, that's not me. That's somebody else, or no, well, that's not what they meant. And, oh, well, what about the Republicans? They did this. And it's a big game. It's a big game. So if the president says, hey, I'm going to get rid of the gas tax. Hey, I'm going to get rid of your student loans. Hey, I'm banning the importation of Russian oil. Well, remember when the Russian oil import ban supposedly went into effect? It only affected a few percentage points of actual Russian energy importation because anything contracted was already agreed upon. Therefore, they weren't going to break those contracts. They brought that energy into the country. So it didn't actually ban anything. But the president said that it would actually lead to increases in prices because we are banning it. But there really wasn't a ban, but prices went up anyway. So then he says, I'm going to take away your student loans. I'm going to take away the gas tax. But he doesn't actually have the authority. So on the White House's website, it even says he's going to Congress back in June to ask them to suspend the gas tax. And now the Democratic Party is taking full responsibility for gas prices decreasing, decreasing, decreasing. But they're still above the average from last year. So what is going on here? It's a mind game. You're being forced to perform like a monkey. An animal in the zoo. It's sick. It's twisted. And I want to tell you a little bit more about what I think of this when we come back from break. This is like a maze. A complex series of tricks and hoops and things that you have to do and jump through. This is the manufacturing of a completely contrary reality. And it's a very scary thing. This is The Secret Teachings. Again, I'm Ryan Gable, and there's a lot more after this. Stay with us. You are listening to The Secret Teachings. To contact the show, to share information and your opinion, or give recommendations, email rdgable at yahoo.com. Visit the Facebook page facebook.com forward slash the secret teachings or visit the website at www.thesecretteachings.info this is linda godfrey author of monsters among us and you are listening to the secret teachings with ryan gable broadcasting from somewhere between heaven hell and purgatory it's the secret teachings on ground zero radio release the kraken You could listen to this. And again, you know, people say David has no evidence. David has no evidence. 
I hate this channel. Or you could listen to The Secret Teachings with myself, Ryan Gable, five nights a week on Ground Zero Radio. Join us to explore the outer limits of history, symbolism, parapolitics, and more. We'll explore a little bit of everything, but don't take my word for it. I'm kind of like you. I'm a last of a dying breed, a generalist. That's The Secret Teachings, five nights a week on Ground Zero Radio. So, you love talk radio, then you'll love TalkStreamLive.com. TalkStream Live is always on, 24-7, with the best streaming talk shows. Find your favorite talkers and discover some new ones. It's free, readily available online, or on mobile with any smartphone or tablet. Finding your favorite talk shows all in one place has gotten a whole lot easier. Just go to TalkStreamLive.com. Be sure to download the free apps from Google Play or the iTunes App Store. Do you like The Secret Teachings and Ryan's passionately balanced approach to subjects from food and health to the entertainment industry and the occult? Then check out Ryan's books, available in PDF and softcover with free shipping in the United States. For a deeper look into artificial intelligence, UFO cults, black goo, and packs made with the devil in the music and entertainment industry, have a look at the technological elixir. Or look for Ryan's masterpiece, Occult Arcana, an encyclopedia of occult knowledge spanning from mythology and science to symbols and sigils, from ritual magic to voodoo, and from comparative religion and psychic abilities to paranormal activity. Just visit thesecretteachings.info. Hello, folks. This is Jordan Maxwell, and you're listening to The Secret Teachings. Excellent shows. Keep listening with your host, Ryan Gable. Think about your hero when you're at ground zero and call out to the fallout back to me. Attention, you are tuned into restricted airspace. Tune out immediately. This is the frequency of the secret teachings on Ground Zero Radio. I'm your host, Ryan Gable, and this is the secret teachings. So the Democratic Party has declared that they are responsible for the falling gas prices. However, if you have a brain, you can recognize, or if you have internet access, you can look it up for yourself. You recognize that the current average this weekend for gas was almost $4 a gallon. And the current average for gas is actually more today than it was last year on average. So I want you to think about what it takes mentally to say that we're going to ban energy importation, but it doesn't actually ban energy importation because of contracts and agreements. Then you say prices are going to go up because of that, even though it didn't actually ban anything. Then the president, Joe Biden, says that he wants to get rid of gas taxes, but he doesn't actually have that authority. So he has to go to Congress. I looked it up. Federal gas tax suspension, H.R. 7926, introduced. Wasn't passed by the House. Wasn't passed by the Senate. Wasn't sent to the president. Didn't become a law. So I'm having a hard time figuring out whether or not the gas tax was actually suspended. It was supposed to be suspended through September. 
July, August, and September. But according to HR 7926, Congress.gov, federal gas tax suspension, it's only been introduced. They haven't voted on it yet. So ban Russian oil and energy imports, but not anything contracted or agreed upon, which is almost all of it. Then say, because of this ban, gas prices, energy costs are going to go up. Then deny that what you've done, although you didn't really do anything, deny that what you've done is responsible for price increases, although you just said that price increases were going to be a result of this ban that wasn't a ban. And as prices continue to go up, 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 you blame gas station owners. So Joe Biden, remember, claimed that gas station owners need to lower the costs because they're the ones responsible. That's why you have high gas. He also referred to the gas, I don't know if I'd call it a crisis, but the gas situation as, quote, Putin's price hike. That's on the White House website. They blame it on Putin. And then when gas prices started to slightly and slowly slither their way down, the Democratic Party and Joe Biden took responsibility and said, yeah, we did that. So if you go to gasprices.aaa.com, changes every day. But if you look at the current cost of gas today, it is cheaper than it was a few days ago. This was updated as of Saturday uh, that, I, that I see. Maybe you know you, it's updated since uh, I looked at it. But $3.79 a gallon. And on Friday last week, $3.80 a gallon. It went down a whole penny. Actually, less than a penny uh, because there are more numbers attached to that. I'm just rounding to the nearest. Uh, $3.79 is... 3.796, $3.80, So it went down like a penny. And um, a month ago, it was $4.16. So it's gone down from there. What What is that? From a month ago, the average has dropped uh, 21 37 cents. It's a lot of cents. President must have been responsible for that. So I don't know what you think about this, but I feel that I'm being asked to do unnatural mental gymnastics to understand how the president is not responsible for gas if it's the political opposition and gas prices are low, but if they're high and it's a political opposition, then they are responsible. But then you're not responsible for gas prices going up or energy costs going up, although you said that they were going to go up because you're banning oil and other imports from Russia, although the ban isn't actually a ban because of contracts and agreements. And you call the price hikes Putin's price hikes, and you call the price hikes the fault of evil capitalists, people that are greedy and gas station owners. And then when prices start to come down, largely in part because people are driving less, you then take responsibility for that. I don't know, by that logic, I'd say if it's really capitalists that are responsible for gas prices rising then we should probably thank a capitalist for gas prices decreasing. Last Thursday, Circle K held a Circle K fuel day. They dropped the cost of gas 40 cents. I want you to think about this. 40 cents. Now, around here in Tucson, 
A 40 cent drop in gas resulted in gas being about $2 and I saw a few circle Ks. It was like 280, 285 and a 289. They're all different. So I guess they're getting their gas from different different places. So slightly different prices, but that's 40 cent different. You can do the do the math. Uh, originally over $3 a gallon. So Circle K had these lines all the way, some of them in the road, around the corner, around the block. Think about it. Just pause and think about it. Gas prices are so high that when you have 40 cents off, which is still a dollar more on average than gas had been prior to last year, more than a dollar on average, People line up to get it because, oh, it's so cheap. This is what stores and this is what companies do when they have the Black Friday sales, right? They'll give you 50% off, but they'll increase the price several percentage points. In fact, I made sure I got a good deal on it, but I went to buy some ammunition. I, I mentioned earlier, I went to buy some ammunition because I went shooting and camping this weekend. And I went to, there's usually one gun store here in Tucson I go to a lot if I need something or just want to look around. But there's another one that has a a wider selection. And so I went in there and I knew they had 10% off. Now I know the prices of the ammunition I'm looking for. I'm looking for 38, I'm looking for 9mm, I'm looking for 223 or 5.56. And I'm looking for some of the uh, hollow points like home defense for the 38 or the 9mm. So I have an idea of what I'm looking for. I know what the prices are because I, I bought them there and I bought them at this other store before. So they had a 10% discount. Now I got my 9mm, that was actually discounted, but I noticed the 223 suddenly went up in price. Not at the other store, just at this store that was doing the 10% discount. I noticed the 38 also went up in price. And so when they scanned my box of, I bought one box of 223. Uh, because I didn't know if the other store was going to have it, and I didn't want to have to drive all the way back across town, so I spent this extra dollar. And then when I was well, was rung up, ten percent comes off that. Oh, so then it drops the cost down, basically the difference in how much they raised it. Now, if you've worked in retail, or you've worked in management, or you've worked, uh, you know, in any kind of business. You know, probably better than me, you know, businesses do this kind of thing. It's extremely deceptive. It's, I think it should be illegal. It's highly manipulative and it takes advantage of the customer. And it's, it's just wrong. But that's what a, a small private gun store is doing. You're talking now about big oil companies. You're talking now about Everything that it takes, all the industry involved in getting the oil, making the gas, transporting the gas to the gas stations, all the stuff in between, you're looking at more than a simple tiny little store that that tries to make it look like you're getting a good deal. Now, this stuff is admittedly so complex, I don't understand it. Economists don't fully understand things. Most of uh, of what we interact with in terms of commerce and, and the economy is all based on speculation. It's based on trust in the system. So, like, for example, this one gun store, you can't buy more than five boxes. But if you go to 
uh, the store I normally go to, uh, the last time I was in there, uh, when I was buying ammunition for the first time for my, my AR, the guy said to me, um, he said, yeah, you can buy as many as you want. I don't care. He's like, the more you buy, the more money we make. So you can buy as many as you want. There's nothing stopping stores from selling, you know, what they're selling. They're just, they're making it seem as if there's scarcity so they can drive up the cost. Same thing with gas. Oh, because of Putin or because gas station owners. So all of this is making us jump through these, these mental hoops. They're making us perform tricks on demand. People will line up and get gas at an average an average compared to last year, an average difference of like 60 cents according to AAA. You're paying 60 cents more this weekend for Labor Day than you did a year ago, 60 cents on average, but Circle K took off 40 cents last Thursday. That's still 20 cents more than the average last year. And although it's 60 cents more, on average, this weekend than it was last year, the Democratic Party, the White House, take responsibility and said, we did that. We got that price down. Does that not just want to make you throw up? Does that not just want to make you never drive again, never put gas in your car again? It's not practical. But doesn't that make you question the, the character of the kinds of people that will do those kinds of things. I don't care what their political affiliation is. Doesn't that make you question, I don't know, their character a little bit? How about when Joe Biden says, hey, we're going to get rid of that gas tax? Well, the president doesn't have that authority, so he has to go to Congress. It even says it on the White House website. President is calling on Congress to take additional legislative action because the president doesn't have that authority. Same thing with the student loans. It's really, really, I don't want to even want to say cheap. Like, you know when something's really cheap, you buy something like a cheap pair of pants or a cheap shirt or something, you know it's not good quality, but at least it's going to, it might last a little bit. Just not as long as something of better quality. This is like stuff that, this is so cheap, this is the stuff that you, as soon as you open the box, it breaks. This isn't even dollar store quality. This is like one of those, you ever been to one of those like Chinese shops where everything is imported from slave shops and, you know, the communist hellhole that is China. And, you know, things are super cheap. But as soon as you, you know, you get something, it, it breaks immediately. It might even break before you buy it. It's just a piece of garbage. It's worse than the dollar store. That's what all of this trickery is. Now, for you, for me, like I sit here and I think this is really obvious Virtually everybody listening to my voice right now gets this. But the thought experiment tonight, the thought is there are people that don't get it. There are people that don't understand. There are people that don't care furthermore because it's like a placebo effect. I'm getting a discount. Yeah, but they jacked the price up. You're actually paying either the same price or more. Or if you are getting a discount, it's like maybe 10 cents. That box of ammo I bought, just not knowing if another store was going to have it, I just bought one box, was a dollar more than it normally was. 10% off of that, I'm down $1.30. So I got 30 cents off that box of ammunition. 
Not really a 10% discount, is it? It's a scam. And that's not just a small business doing that. This is what the entire economic system is based on. Your trust, what you are willing to, to spend, so what we agree upon, what you're willing to spend for what item. And when the president says, I'm going to get rid of the gas tax to help you, people believe that. And they'll go out and buy gas and, oh, this is so great. Joe Biden got rid of the gas tax, even though there is no gas tax suspension. Now, unless I'm wrong, I'm reading H.R. 7926, the Federal Gas Tax Suspension Act of 2022, and it's only been introduced. It's not been passed by the House or Senate. It's not been signed by the president. It's not a law. So when did they suspend the gas tax? It never happened. When did the president suspend your student loans? Didn't happen. Doesn't have that authority. You see the game that's being played here? You see how desperate it is? You see how pathetic it is? Do you see how cheap it is? It's desperate, it's pathetic, and it's cheap, and it's disgusting. And if you're a Democrat, I just don't get it. I don't get how anybody can sit there and say, yeah, this is great, gas is, is coming down, and our party's responsible. See, tonight's show isn't about gas, okay? Although we're talking about gas a lot. This is about psychology. This is about Pavlovian training. This is about the Milgram experiment. This is about torturing you, stealing from you, and convincing you that not only is it good for you and that you want to be tortured, you want to be terrorized, you want to be harassed, you want to be robbed and mugged, but you'll actually request it. This is part of the demoralization process. Demoralization and destabilization. You go out and you look at the cost of goods at the store and you see those slight price increases. And here is something that you will not hear on any conservative radio or TV. You certainly won't hear it on any left-wing, wing, left-leaning TV or radio. And that is you go to the store in America. I was just there today. And guess what there is? There's a lot of food. So sure, costs might go up and certain items might not be in stock, but there's still a lot of food at the grocery store. So much food, we don't know what to do with it. You ever seen that SpongeBob episode about the pretty patties and they were making so much money they didn't know what to do with it? So they, they tried uh, burning it, shredding it, and in the end, we just decided to give it all away. That's how much money they're making off of fools who think that because gas drops 10 cents over a week, that's a great deal. That's a bargain. And it's really deceptive. It's really tricky. It's, it's very serpentine because I drive past those stations and I think the same thing. Oh my God, gas went down two cents. I should grab it before it goes back up and then it goes down again. Well, I should grab it before it goes back up. Now it's down four cents. But none of that is actually true. It's the current average is more today than it was last year, but people are paying that 60 cent difference thinking that they're getting a bargain. And the president never suspended your student loans, never suspended the gas tax, doesn't have that authority. And the bill 7926 HR to suspend the gas tax has not even been voted on. So there is no suspension of gas tax federally. Now states can do that. Like in Florida, the governor of Florida did that 
some states can do that, but the, the federal gas tax is not suspended because the president can't do that. They just have to try to convince you the president has all this authority. He can magically wave a wand and the student loans are gone. He can magically wave a wand and gas taxes are gone. He can magically wave a wand and gas prices are coming down. Well, listen here. If the president can wave a wand and gas prices are coming down, I have two questions. One, where was he with his wand when gas prices were going up? And two, if you can wave your wand that easily and gas prices go down, why don't you just wave it a bunch of times so that the gas prices go down to what they were when I was paying $1.80 a gallon? Just keep waving the wand back and forth. None of this makes any sense. None of this is supposed to make any sense. You're supposed to, if you figure it out, succumb to the vortex, succumb to the black hole that is this cognitive dissonance and this hypocrisy and this double standard because you'll have an inability if you are a logical person trying to understand something totally illogical, your brain is going to explode. Your brain is going to melt. It's going to fall apart. I know that because that's how my brain feels a lot of the time. I don't even want to have the discussion with people sometimes because I just... You cannot get through. Remember I told you that woman yelled at me and told, she literally told me, this was back like four months ago, she saw me with a Biden for nursing home shirt on, and she literally said to me she'd rather have nuclear war, literally have nuclear war, than have someone other than Biden in the White House. I mean, the audacity, the narcissism, the arrogance, the ego, the stupidity, the retardation, the cowardice of someone who would say that, try to get into that mindset. It's dangerous. It's very, very dangerous. If you missed Friday's show, we talked to uh, David Knight. And uh, the next time I get David on the show, I'd like to talk to him about cars, like electric cars. And because he's, for those of you who follow David Knight, he's a, he's a big car guy. I think he even uses the car engine for one of his uh, bumpers or something or used to. So, uh, we had David Knight on, probably talk about that in the future, but we, we talked about fascism on Friday. And uh, one of the major points that we touched on was that regardless of what the uniform looks like or the name of the, of the, uh, the party in power or the words that they use or redefine or the political allegiance of the individual, authoritarianism in all of its forms undermines natural law it undermines and erodes basic human freedoms and it doesn't matter what again the person is wearing a black shirt a hugo Bosch uniform or you know they dressed up like red guards just a bunch of bums with some kind of um, state provided right to loot pillage and steal etc 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 and when you look at joe biden's speech that he gave on on a thursday last week a really creepy speech with the uh, the red lighting, the military behind him, looked like Chancellor Sutler, looked like Adolf Hitler, etc. Um, when you look at that speech and you listen, and we played some of the clips on Friday, and you hear the mega Republicans and Donald Trump supporters, they're semi-fascist. He said that in a previous uh, speech earlier in the week. But he said at the one Thursday, we played Friday, well, they're extremists and they're people that uh, they don't agree with the rule of law and they're a threat to democracy. You know, I've listened, um, I've listened to uh, 
advertisements and I've seen advertisements. So these advertisements for voting, voting, voting. I just keep seeing these advertisements say, vote, vote, vote. We've got to make sure Republicans don't steal the election. Vote, vote, vote. And I thought, and I keep thinking, I thought nobody stole the election. I thought elections can't be stolen. And you're not allowed to ask questions about stolen elections. And I, I can't help but feel like that. That seems like it's kind of distasteful, mundanely speaking, but more aggressively speaking, I think that's kind of like election tampering, don't you? It's kind of like election fraud. You're just convincing people that the other party's going to steal the election, so you better go vote. I mean, Republicans are doing the same thing. See, there is a threat to democracy, and there is a threat to the rule of law, and there is a threat to the country. It's just not coming from where you're told it's coming from. Just like there really is white supremacy, there's also black supremacy, there's Jewish supremacy, there's also a Jewish mafia, there's a Russian mafia, a Chinese mafia, it's not all the Italian mafia. And fascism comes in a lot of forms. Communism is ultimately, as we talked with David Knight about, communism is ultimately the uh, purest form of fascism. Period. I mean, by, symbolically, by definition, communism is fascism. There's no disputing that. It's not, it's not a disputable thing. It's not a debatable thing. It's not something that I'm willing to discuss because it's, it's a fact. There's a sun. There's grass. There's stars. There's a sky. I'm not debating that. It's fact. So there is a threat to democracy, and there's a threat to the country. Joe Biden's right about that. The question is, who's responsible? Who is the threat? If you listen to him, it's anybody who believes that and that door is left wide open. Traditional conservative values. If you're a Christian, if you believe that election fraud is possible, if you believe in a border, if you believe in not chemically castrating children, if you believe in cleaning up the streets of homeless people and drugs. I mean, these are all things you could, you could, uh, you could place into the MAGA or the Trump camp, right? But those are just also some just basic common sense things that even Democrats agree with which means that regardless of what your political view is, the president is saying that you are an extremist. And we played the clip of the press secretary, of course, saying that, hey, if you don't agree with the majority, you are not in the minority. You are just an extremist. Now, I want to go back to the gas prices. Again, gas prices today, this weekend, Labor Day, are 60 cents on average higher than they were a year ago. On average, 60 cent difference. Circle K this last week on Thursday, September 1st, lowered their gas prices by 40 cents for three hours. People were still paying 20 cents more on average in relation to last year. The Democratic Party on Twitter took responsibility for gas prices decreasing for 80 days straight. But how many dollars are they decreasing? Because as of this weekend, compared with Friday, gas decreased one cent on average across the country over the weekend. So if it did that for 80 more days, that's an 80 cent decrease. It's still very expensive for a gallon of gas. And even if it was 80 cents lower, it would be 20 cents lower than it was a year ago. That's still almost, I mean, what would it be? That Almost still a dollar more than it was a year before that. See, the gas issue is not a gas issue per se. 
at least for the discussion on tonight's show. The gas issue is a psychological, mental game. And it is an example of the raw state-sponsored propaganda where there is no shame. They know that you know that they're lying and manipulating reality. They don't care. They want you to believe it. This is what happens in third world countries. This is what happens in authoritarian regimes. This isn't a game. This isn't some political discussion. This is a very dangerous thing. They are creating reality. They are plugging you into that reality and they expect you to believe it. And if you don't believe it, you better find a way to do the mental gymnastics necessary to get to that belief or you are an extremist. You believe or you disbelieve. If you disbelieve, you're a threat to the country. It's as simple as that. I'm Ryan Gable. This is The Secret Teachings. Please check out our website at thesecretteachings.info. Subscribe, grab a copy of one of my books, and stay tuned. There's more after this. Don't go anywhere. The Secret Teachings radio show is on Facebook and Twitter. Just search facebook.com forward slash the secret teachings to like us and TST underscore underscore radio to tweet with us. This is David Icke from davidike.com and you are listening to The Secret Teachings with Ryan Gable. From Ground Zero to The Secret Teachings, keep your dial tuned to Ground Zero Radio. Want to hear more of The Secret Teachings radio show? Search for the show on any radio or podcast player or find links and a free archive at thesecretteachings.info. If you want to get rid of those annoying ads and get extra perks like access to the montage archive, digital copies of Ryan's books, and early access to the show, then subscribe to the full show archive at thesecretteachings.info. Visit the website and click the button that says subscribe. You can do so monthly, yearly, or through a one-time donation. Your support always keeps the secret teachings on the air. Are you intrigued by Paranormal Talk Radio? You'll love the new Paranormal Radio app from TalkStream Live. You'll find a great selection of talk shows covering UFOs, ghosts, strange phenomena, and much more. Download the Paranormal Radio app now and start listening to the very best in Paranormal Talk entertainment, including the network you're listening to right now. The Paranormal Radio app, free in Google Play and the iOS App Store. If you enjoy The Secret Teachings and want to hold years of Ryan's research in your hands, visit the website and grab a physical and digital copy of Ryan's books. Occult Arcana will introduce you to sacred myths, folklore, magic, and alchemy. The technological elixir will take you from transhumanism and AI to black goo and UFOs. Food philosophy will change your mind about what we call food, germ theory, and geoengineering. And remember, shipping is always included. Some restrictions exist for international. Visit thesecretteachings.info. You could listen to this. And again, you know, people say David has no evidence. David has no evidence. I hate this channel. Or you could listen to The Secret Teachings with myself, Ryan Gable, five nights a week on Ground Zero Radio. Join us to explore the outer limits of history, symbolism, parapolitics, and more. We'll explore a little bit of everything, but don't take my word for it. I'm kind of like you. I'm a last of a dying breed, a generalist. That's The Secret Teachings, five nights a week on Ground Zero Radio. 
This is one of the best discussions I've been on in a long time. You guys are right on it. Howdy, this is Joe Mars, and you're listening to The Secret Teachings. If anyone can hear this broadcast, I'm still on Earth. This is the frequency of Ground Zero Radio, Ground Zero with Clyde Lewis, and The Secret Teachings with myself, Brian Gable. Welcome back to the Secret Teachings Radio Broadcast. I'm your host, Ryan Gable. This music right now that you're listening to and all of our other bumpers comes from White Bat Audio. You can find them on YouTube. Just search White Bat Audio. They let us use their music for free. White Bat Audio on YouTube. If you would like to contact me directly, I don't have a team here, so if you'd like to contact me directly, email rdgable at yahoo.com. Please be patient on a response. I can't always respond right away. And if you do email me and want a response, please keep the message short because I can't respond to giant. uh, And I appreciate it. I appreciate the effort that goes into it, but I can't respond always to those kinds of emails. So please be aware of that. Also, facebook.com forward slash the secret teachings. You can reach out to me there as well. I'm reaching out to everybody listening who is a podcaster or a radio host. Like uh, we had the guys on from Pardon America, Pardon My American last week. And uh, they were listeners of this show. And uh, I, I, I knew who they were, but I, I didn't know them. Uh, they reached out to me and they came on the show last week. Uh, Laura Lavender, she has a, a podcast as well, has very good ratings uh, on uh, Apple. We had her on last week. She's a listener of the show. Uh, old friend of ours, Dave Cruz, actually. I don't know if Dave still listens to the show, but Dave Cruz, uh, he was a fan of The Secret Teachings. He listened. He was very inspired, he told me. I think I actually have a, a plug that he made for me. I uh, said he was inspired to do his show. So we have a lot of people that are inspired to do radio, I guess, because of The Secret Teachings. And I'm very humbled by that. I'm very honored by that. And I'd like to reach out to you you want to come on the show as a radio show host, as a podcaster, particularly if you've listened to The Secret Teachings. You don't have to be inspired by the show, but a lot of, a lot of people have been. But if you want to come on the show, uh, just email us, and I'd love to have you on rdgable at yahoo.com. That's rdgable at yahoo.com. That's as simple as that. I'll try to get back to you as soon as possible, or you could reach out to me on Facebook. I'll try to get back to you there as well as soon as possible. So a little recap for the broadcast this evening. It is Labor Day, Monday, September 5th, 2022. A lot of companies did Labor Day sales. Maybe you got a mattress or, you know, you went out and maybe you had a, had a get-together with your family. I don't know. People don't really do a lot for Labor Day, but, you know, some people use the time off to, to do stuff. So hope you had a good Labor Day and uh, maybe you took advantage of a Labor Day sale. Uh, I did. I got some ammunition. There was a 10% off Labor Day sale at a local gun store. But when I was at the gun store... I noticed that some of the boxes of ammunition that I had relatively recently bought had increased in price. However, I had been to another recent, uh, recently I'd been to another gun store where the prices were not uh, that dollar, uh, that dollar difference. So I realized when I checked out that they had actually 
apparently increase the cost of some of this ammunition by a dollar. And then when you buy it, you get 10% off. So you're not really getting 10% off. I got 30% off for their Labor Day sale on this ammunition. That's 30 cents, not the, the full 10% that I was told. So it was very deceptive. Very, very deceptive. And obviously businesses do this for Black Friday and and those are, those are simple things to understand. You know, you raise the cost by a dollar and then you take uh, the dollar off and everybody feels great. Hey, I got a good deal. And hey, this store's having a sale. And you come in and you buy things. And you know, it's, 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 it's a ruse. It's really sick and disgusting. I mean, I, I, I can't stomach it. And it's no wonder people get really upset and think, uh, you know, that those kinds of practices are immoral and wrong. And it's all because of capitalism. And I mean, personally, I don't, I don't consider that capitalistic. I consider that predatory. But uh, that's neither here nor there. Last week, Circle K did something kind of similar. They lowered the cost of gas at their stations, just a handful of them, a bunch here in Tucson, 40 cents. So you got a 40 cent discount between the hours of 4 p.m. and 7 p.m. Again, this was last Thursday. This is not upcoming. This was last Thursday. And uh, I didn't know what was going on. I was driving home in Tucson and I kept seeing these gas stations with these long lines. I was wondering what the hell is going on here? I thought, I honestly thought something bad had happened and people heard about it and I was gone for like three hours. I, I honestly, I didn't know if a bomb went off or I don't know what was going on. So I was a little bit nervous. I almost went to get gas and I thought, no, I've almost got a full tank. I, if I really had an emergency, I had to get out of the city. I got plenty of gas to get out. So I didn't go and get it. Uh, and then gas back up to 40 since uh, more than it was during that sale. So they called it a field day. And uh, interestingly, the gas prices across the country, the national average this weekend was right at about $3.80, roughly. So the average gas price per gallon is almost $4. The average, again, is three eighty dollars right now. On average, you know, it might be different where you live, but on average, I'm getting this from gasprices.aaa.com. And that price this week in Labor Day is 60 cents, roughly, give or take a few cents, 60 cents, roughly more than it was a year ago on average. So that's a 60 cents difference. That's not five cents. That's a 60 cent difference. And that 60 cent difference for the Circle K example, meant that people were still paying 20 cents more than what they were paying on average a year ago. Now think of the psychology of this. I'm not talking about the gas stations or the White House or Putin or oil companies. I want to get you to think about what it takes to get a person, a rational, logical human being, which I'm guessing there were plenty of them getting their 40 cent off a gallon gas. I don't think everybody's stupid. I think most people are pretty aware of what's going on in the world. But what does it take to get a, lo a logical, rational human being to go get in line to get cheap gas when cheap is relative and the context is you're still paying more right now than you were a year ago, even with that three-hour, 40-cent-off-per-gallon discount at Circle K. 
And likewise, in parallel to that, even without that 40 cent discount at Circle K, gas prices this weekend are above the national average from last year by 60 cents. And yet, I got this on my Twitter page because apparently I follow the Democratic Party, even though I don't, but it sponsors. I get it on my page all the time. Almost 4,000 likes as soon as it was posted on the, on the 2nd. This was yesterday. The Democrats say gas prices have fallen for 80 days in a row. I want you to think about what that statement implies. It implies, well, the Democrats are responsible because Democrats have possession of the executive branch. So the Democrats must be responsible. Vote Democrat, they'll lower your gas prices. But what does it take to get a logical, rational human being to say, okay, that sounds good, I'll vote Democrat, gas is going down. Does it just take a little bit of berating, a little bit of propaganda? What does it take to get someone to go from paying X amount of dollars for gas per gallon to double that, and then you back it off a little bit, and then suddenly everybody has this feeling that they're getting a really good deal? This is the kind of propaganda that was propagated by Edward Bernays. This is the kind of propaganda, this is the kind of psychological distortion and manipulation, whether it's the selling of clothes or jewelry or even a new car, it makes you feel good. I got a deal. I got a discount. And it's very, very siren-like because as I was driving past those gas stations, I had about a three-quarter uh, three quarters of a tank. And I was thinking, I should probably go get gas if I'm getting 40 cents off a gallon. Didn't know what was going on at first, but when I found out, I said, I should, I should probably go get gas. And then I thought, no, I'm not going to go spend uh, money that I don't need to spend right now to get just topping off my gas tank to save 40 cents a gallon when I know it's still more than it has been. I, I'm not going to participate in that. You might say, well, Ryan, it was still 40 cents off. You saved that 40 cents. I could have saved that 40 cents, but you know, I would have only gotten like two gallons, so 80 cents. I mean, yeah, it's, I'm saving 80 cents, but I'm still paying more today than I was last year, even though what I'm paying today is technically less than what I paid yesterday. See, this is the same kind of distortion that we find in virtually anything and everything that has to do with statistics. For example, if you look at the statistical data, and if you want sources, I'm so tired of being asked for, you know, a, like I, I, I cite the source on the show a lot of the time, and then I have people that message me and tell me, you're wrong, and then I give them the source, and they tell me, well, I don't like that source. Well, I can't help you, okay? You're going to have to trust me. I'm an honest person. I don't have time to, 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 um, to diddle-daddle around, okay? I don't have time to... To, to, to joke around here. I'm an honest person. I'm not telling you something unless I've got something to back it up. But if you look at the data for, let's say, wildfires, for heat waves, for floods, how do they de define and determine what makes a really bad heat wave or what makes for a really bad flood, uh, what makes a really bad hurricane? Now, despite the fact that in the early 20th century, 
there were more heat waves, longer heat waves. There was um, there were uh, 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 more intense storms, and the the reason that we we have like for example, if you look at like hurricanes, I, I grew up in Florida, so this is the example I always give. If you have a ten dollar house, ten dollar house, I'm not that great with numbers, so I want to use a very simple example for for all of our sake. You have a ten dollar house, okay, a hundred years ago, ten dollar house on the beach. Hurricane comes, destroys that house. $10 in damage. But the same house, 100 years later, costs $100. Same house, nothing changed. Same exact house, but 100 years later, it's $100. So now that house, when it gets destroyed, there's $100 in hurricane damage. Same hurricane, same house, but prices changed, right? The cost changed. The assessment changed. Now it's $100 in damage rather than $10 in damage. Same thing with fires. There are not more fires today than there has been uh, in the last 50 to 100 years, but because we have more property in the way of fires and we have more civilization where fires are, fires must be out of control because they're encroaching on our space. They're encroaching on our homes and our businesses. And flooding is really bad. Look at what happened to Kentucky. But flooding today is not any worse than it was at any point in the last hundred years. Floodings, you know, are bad. People get washed away. They lose their, their homes and maybe their businesses or they're very damaged and cost a lot to get things fixed and put back together. It's a bad thing, but flooding is not an abnormal thing. And once again, if that $10 house floods... And then 100 years later, that same house at $100 floods. It's more damage from flooding, more damage from hurricanes, more damage from fire, but we just have more expensive homes or larger homes or we have more expensive things. So there's going to be more damage. That doesn't mean that storms are worse. That doesn't mean there's more flooding or more fires. This is how data is constantly manipulated. I did a recent show where I told you about the uh, the NOAA program. NOAA has... Uh, monitors for uh, for heat outside of cities and airports. And all those monitors outside cities and airports show that there is no warming trend. Funny how that works. When you don't put them at an airport or in a city, there is no warming trend. And this is just the manipulation of reality. This is the bending of reality. This is in the mind. And it's really, really... I don't want to say scary because I don't, it's not scary in, in like a traditional sense of what we would think of as scary, but it's disturbing. It's disturbing because people will line up to get a few cents off of gas knowing that they're paying way more than they used to be paying a couple of years ago or even a few months ago. But when prices go down a few cents, suddenly everybody thinks like they're getting it, like they're going to get a deal. That's Bernays propaganda. That's what retail outlets still do today with sales. I worked at Target for a long time. They just did it blatantly. I used to put the little tags out. It's back in like 2015. I used to put little tags out. And, and I would recognize, it just made me disgusted. A lot of times, I would just crumble up the sales tags a lot of the time. I wouldn't even put them out. It just made me disgusted like um, a, a pot or a pan, let's say. A pot or a pan that was like normally $19.99. And then the sale price comes out and it's $19.99. You're like, 
I'm pretty sure that's the same pan I I've stocked. It's 1999 on sale, and then you look at the that you're looking for it, you find it, and you're like, hold on, hold on a second, it's it's 24.99 now, but the sale is 19.99. It's a scam. You you know that. That's how retail works. This is how businesses work. That's how the Democratic Party works. That's how the Republican Party works. That's how politics work. It's one coast-to-coast national ass blast. You vote for the Republican is going to blast you. You vote for the Democrats going to blast you. But the level of conceit, the level of deceit, the level of manipulation, the level of total disregard for the American people is in the gaslighting, literally, of the public to tell them, you're getting low gas prices for 80 days. You should vote Democrat. We got rid of your student loans. You should vote Democrat. We got rid of the gas tax. You should vote Democrat. We gave all your money away to a foreign country. You should vote Democrat. It's just, it's so slimy. It's so deceitful. It's so manipulative. It's so cowardice. That's what it is. It's cowardice. And it's, it's, it's inept. These people are inept. They don't know what they're doing. Well, they do know that they're giving real wealth, real money, real resources away. And they don't care. These people don't represent you. They don't represent the country. And the level of gaslighting has gotten to the point where it feels I've never lived in, in another country. I've, I've stayed for several weeks in Canada, but I've never lived in another country. So although I have a bias toward American life, I also have an appreciation for American life because I've studied history and because I know people who have lived other places or from other places around the world. And I know that we have such an abundance here that we take it for granted. And that's, that's the thing that's, I think, the most scary or disturbing about all of this is that you can get good people to be terrified. And this is what, this is what happens. Republicans terrify people. Oh, there isn't going to be any food. Prices are going through the roof. It's true. But in, in, in uh, putting this into perspective, there's still so much food. We don't know what to do with it. I was just in the grocery store earlier today. They were composting an entire banana box full of produce that was you could have cut the side off and it would have been fine. There's so much food, we don't know what to do with it. And the Democrats tell you, all oh, the Republicans are responsible for all this, but we got the prices down, but they didn't actually get the price. And many of the policies they've, they've implemented are leading to prices increasing in the first place. I mean, it's, it's like an abusive relationship. where there's physical violence or it's literally gaslighting where you turn the gas lighter on the stove on. Your partner goes in and turns it off and you turn it on again and they start to think they're going crazy. Turn the water on a little bit. They go in. I thought I'd turn that off. People actually do that. They're crazy. They're nuts. But gaslighting is something that is almost it's almost too good of a term to apply to the gas situation. Obviously comes from a 1944 movie for those of you who have seen Gaslighting. So what does all of this mean? What does this tell us? Where do, where do we go from here? 
Well, if you go to California, which I wouldn't advise it, go to California. California has a trash problem right now, and I thought this was quite ironic. California has a solar panel trash problem. According to the LA Times, the looming challenge over how to handle truckloads of waste, some of it contaminated, illustrates how cutting-edge environmental policy can create unforeseen problems down the road. So they have countless, I don't know how many, millions of solar panels, because they have, I think it was like 1.3 million rooftops, of solar panels that are now going into landfills. And, uh, well, there's a lot of precious resources in those solar panels, but they're just being dumped into landfills. That's what the green environmentalist movement looks like. And, of course, all this talk about high gas prices, if you just had an electric car, it would all be okay, right? Well, California, over the Labor Day weekend, California told its citizens not to charge their electric cars because there wasn't enough energy available through the grid to charge them. Perhaps the irony or perhaps the blatant agenda is the new policy approved by the California Air Resources Board requiring that new cars sold in California will be will have to be free of greenhouse gas emissions by 2035 as part of an effort to fight climate change. Now, they are not, of course, going to ban the production of electric cars, which will produce immense amounts of greenhouse gases. They're just offsetting where the CO2 is produced. That's not impressive. That's despicable. The article goes on to say from Newsweek, but with a heat wave forecast, California's grid operators... This was earlier last week. The grid operators warned that the excessive heat would stress the energy grid and conservation may be needed over the holiday weekend to avert power outages. Well, that's this weekend. That's the holiday weekend. This is day three of the holiday weekend. Now, California isn't totally dark. It's not like everybody in California lost power. But think about it for a second. Literally, they are going to ban the cell. Now, you'll be able to privately buy and sell. They'll probably try to get rid of that at some point. But the ones that are sold, the gas-powered cars that are sold by 2035, and that's how long? How far off from now? You want to do the math? 13 years? 13 years to ban them? It's an absolute joke. So 13 years to ban those greenhouse emissions from cars. But... As we've told you, and as anybody with a brain has told you, or since you all have a brain, as you've probably figured out long before you heard of me or my show, electrical cars have to be powered by something. So in California, they literally ban the sale of cars that emit greenhouse gases. And then they tell people, don't charge your electric cars because the grid can't handle it. It's just like, what? The grid can't handle it. In fact, there were power outages in California a few months ago because of electric cars being plugged in. How are you going to eliminate the means of transportation for millions of people, force them into a new 
form of transportation only for the wealthy because that's who can afford these electric cars unless you take out a loan. Vehicles that if you use them until they don't work anymore may be worth it, sort of. But when you've got 13 more years of gasoline-powered cars and when you don't have the resources to power the electric cars you have now, well, I guess you just don't get power to your house. I guess you just don't get power to your business. I guess you don't get power for the ball game. On Friday, I talked about a lot of historical parallels with David Knight. Here's another historical parallel for you. This is what happens in a third world country. This is what happens in communist socialist states. They do not know how to run a government except into the ground. So build back better and the great leap forward and the great reset and the cultural revolution and the elimination of history and ideas and habits and customs and culture and the three red banners, all these things, particularly the Great Leap Forward. The Great Leap Forward wasted immense amounts of Chinese resources. The 1952 lie about germ warfare and viruses in China that Beijing lied about and admitted they lied about it, they wasted so much medicine they wasted so much um uh, uh, so many medical supplies they wasted uh like literally they destroyed their stockpile of medicine and medical supplies they destroyed their uh stockpiles of of resources uh for the medical community based on a fake virus it wasn't a tr- there was no virus there was no nothing it was a 1952 sound familiar they waste the resources that's what's happening with the green movement You have literally truckloads. This is the L.A. Times. Truckloads of solar panels going to the dump. How do you think they manufacture those solar panels? Probably with energy. And the resources to manufacture them? Probably with energy. And the transportation of those resources to manufacture them? Probably with energy. And how are they making the electric batteries? Well, with Energy and how are they getting the resources? Well, with lots of energy. You ever seen the diesel-powered vehicles and machines that have to rip the ground apart to get these resources? But as long as the ground is being ripped apart in Africa, as long as the ground is being ripped apart somewhere else, one of those backwards, heathenistic, pagan societies, we don't, as long as it's happening there, not in our backyard, though. We don't have to see the giant hole in the ground. We don't have to see the pollutants. Then we feel good about driving our cars that are electric. We're saving things. We're saving the environment. We pay a little bit more for gas to stop Putin. or We pay a little bit more for gas knowing it's more expensive. But then we say, I'm so glad Biden got the price down to where it is. I feel so good getting a discount. It's delusion. I'm Ryan Gable. This is The Secret Teachings. More after this. Stay with us. listening to The Secret Teachings. For more information on the show or to contact Ryan, visit thesecretteachings.info or email ryan at rdgable at yahoo.com. Hey, this is John Peasy at johnpeasy.com and I'm here with Ryan Gable from The Secret Teachings. It's The Secret Teachings, one of the homes of the original Super Bowl analysis, airing exclusively five nights a week on Ground Zero Radio. 
if you're interested in all things that include the occult, from witchcraft to voodoo, and from mythology to alchemy, then why not check out the book Occult Arcana, complete with hundreds of beautiful images. Maybe you want to look at technology, black goo, UFOs, and demonic pacts made in the entertainment industry. Check out the technological elixir, black goo, transhumanism, and invoking AI. Or if that's not enough and you want a practical look at food, lifestyles and ingredients, even those in your pet food, with free solutions to better health, then check out Food Philosophy. All three of these books are available in softcover or PDF at www.thesecretteachings.info That's where you can read reviews, see pictures and even order yours today. Are you intrigued by Paranormal Talk Radio? You'll love the new Paranormal Radio app from TalkStream Live. You'll find a great selection of talk shows covering UFOs, ghosts, strange phenomena, and much more. Download the Paranormal Radio app now and start listening to the very best in paranormal talk entertainment, including the network you're listening to right now. The Paranormal Radio app, free in Google Play and the iOS App Store. You could listen to this. And again, you know, people say David has no evidence. David has no evidence. I hate this channel. Or you could listen to The Secret Teachings with myself, Ryan Gable, five nights a week on Ground Zero Radio. Join us to explore the outer limits of history, symbolism, parapolitics, and more. We'll explore a little bit of everything, but don't take my word for it. I'm kind of like you. I'm a last of a dying breed, a generalist. That's The Secret Teachings, five nights a week on Ground Zero Radio. This is Kev Baker of The Kev Baker Show, and you're listening to The Secret Teachings with Ryan Gable. Broadcasting from somewhere between the normal and abnormal. A collection of question marks. No reason, no explanation. Just a prolonged nightmare in which fear, loneliness, and the unexplainable walk hand in hand through the shadows. It's The Secret Teachings on Ground Zero Radio. Thanks, Ryan. This is David Knight with the DavidKnightShow.com, and you're listening to The Secret Teaching. So California went really big on solar power, but now they're dumping all those solar panels into landfills. Very, very sustainable. California also has moved to ban the sale of all those evil greenhouse gas emission vehicles, gasoline-powered cars. California Air Resources Board approved a new policy requiring new cars sold in California to be free of greenhouse gas emissions by 2035. So that's 13 more years of pollution. I'm not a mathematician, but I would think that 13 more years of greenhouse gas emissions, that's going to set back your green agenda quite a bit, especially if your goal is to, well, stop greenhouse gas emissions. But then you let them go for 13 more years. Doesn't really make a lot of sense, especially when you consider that, like we've told you, they don't have the energy in California to be able to finance those electric vehicles. So, 
over the Labor Day weekend. Coming out of that Labor Day weekend right now, after that Labor Day weekend, California is having some electricity problems. In fact, grid operators said that over the Labor Day weekend, and I don't know how many blackouts there were, but over the Labor Day weekend, a lot of people had power outages, and they said they were going to have power outages because they told people not to plug in their electric cars. They knew there was not enough to support those systems. Now, California is thought to have all this renewable energy, but I want you to think about the parallels here. California, last year in April, hit 95% renewable energy. That was the headline from the LA Times. California just hit 95% renewable energy. Will other states come along for the ride? I can just see and kind of imagine the smug, arrogant prick who wrote this. We're 95% renewable now. Okay, why aren't you going to follow along and save the planet? Okay, 95% renewable. All right. Well, according to the article, several caveats to that 95 percentile renewable energy mark that they claim they hit. Uh, The big one is, according to the article, the figure is actually 94.5%. And uh, the record, as confirmed by the California Independent, uh, by it, by a California independent system operator, lasted for, quote, four seconds. So here's how long they had renewable energy. One, two, three, four. Your power's out. So thanks, California. You showed the world that renewable energy can absolutely power the whole state for four seconds. Not enough to drive your car. Not enough to warm up some food. Not enough to see what's on the tube. Not enough to charge your phone. Not enough to really do anything. It is enough, however, to demonstrate how inefficient this elementary, infantile, green energy really is. It's also four seconds that shows us how devastating the forced, subsidized implementation of this technology across the entire country would actually be. It also demonstrates the fleeting reality that even if we were to do this across the whole country, which it will never happen, doesn't stop other countries from polluting or emitting greenhouse gases. So just another one of those, we did this, we're good people. Okay, well, how long did it last? Four seconds. President got rid of my student loans. Did he? Because he doesn't have that authority. And then you have to go and you have to look where the president's like, hey, Congress, can you do this? Because I can't do this. You know, the president also said that he was going to get rid of the gas tax. And then it turns out, oops, the president has no authority to do that. So if you go to the White House, you read on their website, I pulled it up today. The president called on Congress to take legislative action to provide direct relief to American consumers who have been hit with Putin's price hike. That's what he called it, Putin's price hike. Oh, he doesn't blame anybody. No, he blames Putin. So the president can't actually get rid of the gas tax. And so I went to congress.gov to see where the, the bill was, H.R. 7926, Federal Gas Tax Suspension and Windfall Profits Tax Act of 2022. And apparently the bill has not even passed in the House or the Senate, clearly not the president, and it's certainly not become a law. 
So I want you to think about that. How, how similar is that to the story out of California? California hit 95% renewable energy last year. How long? Four seconds. I mean, literally, I don't want to be gross, but like, I think it's like the average um, length of sex for a couple is like less than a few minutes. I mean, literally, California can't even, like if you, were ha- if you started having sex on average, if you started having sex when California turned on the renewable energy, sex would last longer on average than their renewable energy. And, you know, on average, the average person has sex for like, what is it, like two minutes. Four seconds. That's a little bit of a premature, well, you know. So 95%, but it's not 95%, it's 94.5%, and it only lasts four seconds. And uh, the gas tax isn't actually suspended because the president can't do that, so Congress is going to have to vote on it at some point, but the gas tax suspension was supposed to be through September. Guess what? It's September right now, and there is no gas tax suspension federally. Some states have it, but not federally. But the president's taking responsibility. We got prices lower. No, you didn't. The only feasible thing the president could say to take responsibility for lowering gas prices is we cut the federal gas tax. But he didn't because he doesn't have that power. Congress has to do it, and it's not even being voted on by either house right now. Or to quote Cortez, either chamber, all three chambers. Doesn't that mean something to you? This is the mainstream media, LA Times, 95% renewable energy. Well, actually, it's 94.5%, and it lasted four seconds. Doesn't that bother anybody? We got the gas prices lower. We got rid of the federal gas tax. Actually, you didn't. You don't have the power, and Congress hasn't even voted on it yet. We got rid of the student loans. Well, actually, you didn't. Congress hasn't voted on that yet. So what have you done? You've lied to people. You've gaslit people. You've manipulated people. You've distorted reality. You're a deceitful, manipulative coward. And I'm not just talking about Joe Biden. I'm talking about anybody that promotes this type of nonsense. 95% renewable energy, sure. Federal gas tax elimination, sure. None of it's true. But you know what it'll do? It'll get a lot of really, and let's just be honest, okay? Really, really young, really, really dumb, really, really uninformed. Some people, let's just be really honest, some people are just actually, I don't even want to say retarded because... I've worked with retarded people at businesses before because they get like a tax break. The business does if they hire a retarded person. And retarded people are usually kinder, nicer, and more intelligent than the people who think, I'll vote for this person because their party got my gas prices to come down, even though they're more than they were last year. I mean, think about the psychosis of this. Gas prices are 60% or 60% cents rather excuse me 60 cents higher today this weekend for labor day than they were a year ago but people line up at circle k on thursday last week to get this 40 cents off per gallon it's still 20 cents more than it was last year can't blame the people for getting a few cents off their tank of gas but ultimately you're still paying more 
And then the Democratic Party on Twitter says, gas prices have fallen for 80 days in a row. Yeah, but they also rose for weeks and weeks and weeks and weeks and weeks. And by the way, most of this one-day, two-day, three-day gas price average lowering is happening within like a one-cent margin. I mean, if, if anything, that just sounds totally controlled. When you've got a margin of like one cent or half a cent, you can say they're going down. But is it going down in a way that's actually benefiting people? If it was going down 20 cents a day, 20 cents a day, 20, and it was down to 40 cents a gallon, 50 cents a gallon, hey, maybe I'll vote for you. But it's not because it's gaslighting. It's the ultimate gaslighting. The ultimate gaslighting. I, I, I just love that name because it, it, it is true, honest, real, and ironic gaslighting. It is gaslighting. You remember that movie, um, Captive State? There's a line in that movie, light a match, ignite a war. You listened to Joe Biden's speech from last week. That was the lighting of a match. That was the igniting of a war. Now that war is ongoing, and that war is not something that personally I would like to see, nor am I happy about the preliminary introduction to that war, which has been taking place on social media and in some select cities near you over the last couple of years. I find it interesting because historically speaking, you know, when you look back at historical events like the 1952 Chinese communist lie about a virus, the cultural evolution, the 100 flowers president, if you look back and see the, uh, the Hall of Demore in, in the Ukraine or some from history, when you think of those things, when those things are happening, people don't, like, you look, look at, think about the Hall of Demore in Ukraine, 9 million Ukrainians killed, starvation, the Russians stole everything. Well, they weren't Russians. They were communists. But the communists stole everything. The Soviets stole everything. So when you were living in Ukraine at that time, you're not thinking, I'm living during the Holodomor. I'm, I'm living during this mass famine that is going to be in a history book. You're not thinking that. You're probably thinking, I'm going to try to get, I'm trying to get food. I'm trying to survive. You know, when the, the 100 Flowers campaign was ongoing in China. Nobody was thinking, oh, this is the 100 Flowers campaign. I know what this is all about. This is about getting people who don't like the Communist Party, who disagree with Mao, to write letters to walk out in the light and in public so that they can have their throats slit. Nobody's thinking that because that's not what is happening in the moment. This, it, you know, the, the history is being built. So when we think today that we've got it all figured out and we think, oh, well, history, those were more primitive, ignorant people 10 years ago, 100 years ago, doesn't matter. But if, if we think that way, then we're just allowing our, you know, our, our, ourselves of tomorrow to look back on us today and say, hey, that person's really stupid. You know, you, since you existed yesterday, you were really stupid yesterday. So like, everything you do is stupid because you're always living 
in, in uh, you know, a moment in time where you can analyze something that just happened perceptually. We, we don't know, historically speaking, when an event is actually taking place in regard to how we know it right now. I mean, we, maybe we knew 9-11 would be a significant event. Obviously, it was a, a traumatic experience, but no one at that moment in time could have told you what 9-11 would become. Uh, that there was a 9-11, quote, truth movement, or you had architects and engineers or the pilots or the, you know, the, the different groups that are involved in trying to inform the public that this, this isn't jet fuel that brought these towers down directly. No one would have thought that those things were going to happen because we were in the moment experiencing it. And I think there's an exploitation of that as there's an exploitation of human psychology and the desires and the needs that we have. If you look at you know, Maslow's uh, hierarchy of needs, uh, or is it Mas- Maslow's uh, hierarchy of needs, uh, Maslow's hierarchy of needs says that we desire just a, a few things. Maslow says that we need self-actualization, esteem, love and belonging, safety, and physiological issues uh, that we have to deal with, like uh, things like air, water, food, shelter. So if our air, our water, our food, our shelter, you know, where we sleep, if all of these things can be taken away or they can be made difficult to obtain, Anybody with possession of those things or who can get them to you is going to kind of be a savior. When things feel really dangerous because you watch the TV and the TV tells you, hey, there's a lot of danger out there, a lot of people getting stabbed and raped and shot. Although crime rates statistically are still down, on the TV tells you, hey, these political people can actually help keep you safe from all this horrific stuff happening. Republicans are doing it right now, although... It is true. There's a lot more homelessness and drug abuse and there's different kinds of crimes. And generally speaking, society is safer today than it was 30, 40 years ago. So anybody with the physiological things that can provide you with what you need, they become a savior. Anybody who can provide you with the safety or the illusion of safety, they provide you what you need. Of course, whatever you're your belief system is, you know, whether you're on that side or this side, or you believe in God or don't believe in God, we need love and belonging. We need friendship. We need a sense of community. So we find that in social media. We find that in our political persuasions, other people that think like us. Even if you know, hey, my party's not perfect, but I stick with it because it's easy to find people that think like this, and we all are sort of going to be delusional together. We know that things aren't great, but I mean, look, Joe Biden's trying. He didn't really mean what he said. And then if, and you know, if Trump says something that, <laughs> it's so funny if Trump says something that, that he did mean, they say, well, he didn't mean that because we don't like what he said, even though we kind of like it, but we don't like it because he said it. And then the Republicans do that, Democrats, Democrats, it's just ridiculous. But that's where we get the love and belonging. This false sense of, this false sense of safety, this false sense of love and belonging, this false sense of esteem, our status. I'm a Democrat. Vote for me because I'm a Democrat. I'll vote for that person because they got gas prices lower. 
and you're respected by other mentally ill, deranged, left-leaning people or mentally ill, deranged, right-leaning people. That's part of the love and belonging. That gives you your esteem, the respect and the status that you have in society. You wear that red cap or that blue cap. And self-actualization, this is the, the interesting part of Maslow's hierarchy because ultimately, if you're not in control of your physiological needs, if you're not in control of your safety needs, if you're not in control of the love and belonging in your life, you're not in control of your esteem, respect, status, you'll never meet self-actualization. Self-actualization is when you fulfill your potential as an individual. And that is the method by which society is manipulated and organized. That is the Edward Bernays propaganda that we see everywhere. Which prevents us from reaching self-actualization. Because we have a hard time maybe paying for food or paying rent. So we look for subsidies. We look for people to help us. We look for payments. We, look, we turn to government. Turn to government for safety. We turn to government for love and belonging because the government, whatever the party is, they'll take care of us. We just wear a swastika or a hammer and sickle. We wear a big D on our arm. I'm a Democrat. I voted today. Good for you. You voted for morons. You're a moron. The respect and the status that we get from feeling like we're really important. Hey, I voted for that person. I voted for. I don't want to be on the losing team. I'll vote for that person. That's. Is that democracy? That doesn't. That just sounds like a mob. Sounds like people are just voting for themselves. Whoever, whatever gives you the, the most bang for your buck, the most bang for your vote. Doesn't matter how it affects other people, or doesn't matter how it affects you. Even just as long as you're getting something immediate from it, self satisfaction. I voted for a good person. You know, other people voted for bad people. That's how. That's how conversations. That's how debates. That's how everything is reduced down to that. This person good, this person bad. And that's really sad. And when we don't have control over these things and we let other people control them, what happens? We never self-actualize. And if we don't self-actualize, we never can become our full potential. Whatever that might be to you. And, you know, Maslow's hierarchy of needs is just an example I mean, for me, I find um, safety in a firearm. I find belonging in doing radio. I find my respect and status in doing radio. I find that I have very few vices, so I have enough resources at my disposal to pay for my food and my shelter. And it's all based on what I love doing, and that allows me to self-actualize. But if I rely on government for all of my needs... I rely on government to protect me, if I rely on government to, to, to give me a sense of belonging, I'm never going to self-actualize. And that's where the trap is. They'll give you all four of those bottom pieces of the, of the hierarchy, but they'll never give you the top. You will not self-actualize. You will actualize the way that they tell you to actualize because once you've given up your sovereignty, once you've given up your resources, once you've given up all the things that allow you to be a human, well, then there's nothing to self-actualize anymore. 
there, there's no potential anymore to fill because the self has been distorted, disturbed, destroyed. It's a very sad thing. And I really do find it sad. I mean that sincerely. I, I am I'm not a depressed person, not an overtly happy person, but I'm, I am sad when I see that people are so gullible that they will, they will line up for gas knowing that they're paying way more than they should, even though they're getting a small discount to make them feel like they're getting a good deal. It's really sad when I see people who think like, yeah, I'm going to vote. I'm definitely going to, I was going to be, you know, kind of in the middle, but I guess I'm going to have to vote for a Democrat now. I mean, the gas prices are going down. I mean, you know, we've got these, these issues with student loans. They're getting rid of the loan debt. I mean, that's fantastic. They're getting rid of the, the federal gas tax. That's great. But the president can't actually do those things. So Congress, we're waiting on Congress to get rid of the gas tax. We're waiting on Congress to get rid of student loan debt. Is it going to happen? Eh, probably not. Doesn't matter, though, because you get people in the voting box and they think, huh, I can vote for that person or that person. So that person gave me cheaper gas, even though it's not. That person gave me this, this, and this. And this, is, this is just a buying cheap votes. This is, I mean, as far as I'm concerned, that is tampering with an election. That is election tampering. You lie to people, vote for us, we'll get rid of your student loans, vote for us, we'll get you cheaper gas, we'll get rid of the gas tax, vote for us, we'll get you renewable energy that lasts for four seconds and then it shuts off, vote for us, we're good people. So deceptive, it's so, it's so fraudulent, it's so disgusting, and Republicans are doing the same thing with, it's just like here in Arizona, like everybody's just so consumed with Dominion voting machines. Sure, it's something to discuss, but there's a lot more going on than that. A lot more going on than that. Four seconds. Can you believe that? <laughs> and they can't charge their cars over Labor Day weekend. They're being told people did it anyway. You know, the whole state didn't lose power, but people plug in their electric cars all at once, charge those things. That's what's going to happen. Blackout. No power. Thanks to green energy. It's so isn't green energy great. And I know people listen to this show and they and they think that I'm a, a this or a that. Or I'm a that or a this because I, I say things that you might assume are of the point of view of your political opposition. And um, that, you know, that actually just, it takes us back to that speech that Biden gave on, on Thursday evening, Thursday night. That's what he's really saying, right? Anybody who has any kind of affiliation with the idea that America is a great place, with the idea that, hey, we would like to have um, you know, the, the border closed to only legal immigrants. Anybody who says, you know, I don't think that we should be segregating kids in school to teach them about segregation, why it's bad, and why, why we should be castrating children with chemicals and surgeries and you don't have to be a MAGA or a Trump to say those things and believe those things. So anything, anything makes you an extremist or a semi-fascist. And the real hardcore danger there, I believe, is that it's really about the party. It does not matter even if you're in the Democrat party. This isn't the Democratic party. 
doesn't matter what party you're in. You're not in the party in power. So no matter what you do or think or say or believe, if you didn't vote for the party in power, you don't support the party in power despite the contradictions, despite the hypocrisy, despite the deceit, despite the lying, despite all the terrible things, then you are an enemy of the state. And when you see a leader, quote unquote, suggest such a thing, and you see that in that suggest, suggestion there is the implication that the ends justify the means. And you see the wastefulness of these subsidized tens of millions or billions of dollars green programs, the waste in California where they're just dumping millions of solar panels into landfills because, well, it's, oh, well, we, we, we've, got, we've got other ones. These, are, these aren't going to work. And uh, you just, uh, we, we, we really got, we jumped into this too quick. So we got to get rid of them. Millions, millions of dollars precious materials that were ripped out of the ground, just dumping into a landfill. The resource waste, the waste of precious minerals and metals and things that, I mean, I thought people that were environmentalists really cared about. I thought that they cared about everything that came out of the earth. Uh, they, they just want to feel good driving their expensive vehicle, their fine pain more for gas if they don't have an electric vehicle. They're okay with all these things because their party is in power. And I think that's really the core issue right there. I think it's because a lot of people recognize the, the inconsistencies, the double standards, the hypocrisy. I think it's because people realize if I don't stand firm with the party, then clearly I'm seen as the enemy of the party and I don't want to be seen as the enemy of the party. I just want to live my life I don't have to deal with any stress. So even though I know this is ridiculous, even though I know the steak isn't real, I'm willing to eat it because at least I'll be part of a team. At least I'll get some food. At least I'll get some shelter. At least I'll feel good about myself while the country spirals into disaster. But I'll feel good about myself. And that's what, that's what it's about. I'll feel good about myself if I do it, even though I know it's not right, but I'm going to do it anyway because the consequences could be way worse for me if I don't participate. And this is why, and Clyde says it all the time on Ground Zero, before the secret teachings Monday through Friday, this, uh, this show comes on 10 p.m. right after Clyde. Clyde says it all the time. If you were, and so is Jordan Peterson, you were in Nazi Germany, you'd have been a Nazi. In communist China, you'd have been a communist. Clyde says it all the time. What's, what are you really going to do when the president gives that speech? Nothing. You're going to sit there and you're going to think, okay, I'll pay more for gas. Got to fight those MAGAs. Got to fight those Putins. Got to fight those, uh, those evil Russians. Yeah, sure. Sure. Sure, take my student loan debt away. Doesn't actually happen, but you feel good because they're trying to help even though they don't actually have the power to do it. That's delusion. But it also makes a lot of sense psychologically because people are scared. So they go along and they play the game. The ultimate gaslighting. I'm Ryan Gable. This is The Secret Teachings. I hope you enjoyed tonight's show. I wasn't going to do one, but I thought, hey, it's Labor Day. I got back from camping. I'll do a show so you have something to listen to. I hope you enjoyed the show wherever you're at, working, at home, etc. TheSecretTeachings.info. Please subscribe to the archive. You get the montages, my digital books, private RSS feed. 
please buy my books on the website, thesecretteachings.info. My new book, Liberty Shrugged, so many people have already purchased it. Please grab a copy. I promise you it is a very unique read. You're probably not going to find anything like it in a bookstore. rdgable at yahoo.com is the email. And as always, the music, white, bad audio. Stay safe, stay informed, stay healthy. And we'll talk to you on the next broadcast.